Prologue Disorientated, Stuart Dawes left the pub and stumbled towards the small terraced house he shared with his wife, Kathy. During the course of the evening, he'd consumed a couple of pints too many and was dreading Kathy getting home from work in a few hours. He didn't need a crystal ball to tell him the kind of reception he'd get when she saw the state of him. Kathy had no doubt already discovered the housekeeping pot empty. He cringed, imagining the screaming fit ahead of him. But what the heck? I've a right to drown my sorrows now and again, don't I? Never mind that it was mostly his missus's hard-earned money that filled the pot anyway. The wind picked up, and ordinarily it wouldn't have been fierce enough to affect him much. That night was different, though. He struggled to stand upright, and remaining on course also proved to be a daunting task. The bruises on his elbows were evidence of that. He cursed as he tripped over another crack in the pavement, and added yet more bruises to his already painful arm. He nearly jumped out of his skin when an oncoming car blasted its horn, warning him to get out of its path. He took the shortcut that ran between several terraces, whose yards backed onto each other. He used it frequently to get home from the pub, but in the dark and with no nearby streetlights to guide him, he reached out to feel his way up the alley. Stuart foolishly overlooked the bin lying in his path and cried out when his shins smashed against the metal. Shush, you mangy mutt, you're wet the neighbourhood, he slurred at the dog growling at him from behind the six-foot brick wall to one of the gardens. He continued to stagger onwards, guided by the dimmest of lights from one of the houses towards the end of the alley. Concentrating hard on keeping himself upright, he neglected to hear the person sneaking up behind him. Before Stuart had a chance to react, his assailant had wrapped something around his neck, cutting off his airway. His ears filled with the sound of his own choking. He tried to slide his fingers under the cord eating into his flesh, but it tightened and sliced through the flesh of his fingers. Such excruciating pain. His hands were now caught, trapped under the wire, leaving him only his legs to defend himself with. He kicked out awkwardly at his attacker, but once one of his feet left the ground, he lost his balance and fell heavily against the wall. Get off me! The words he'd intended to shout came out a long way short of a whisper. With Stuart on his knees, the attacker's job became much easier and his hold over the drunken man intensified. Stuart felt his attacker pull the wire tighter by crossing his hands at the back of Stuart's head, totally depriving him of oxygen. Stuart's body gave up the will to fight off his aggressor, and he went limp. Just before he lost consciousness, he heard the attacker run off. Stay awake, Stu. Someone will find me soon enough if only I can stay awake. It proved to be an impossible task, and within seconds, Stuart's eyes fluttered shut for a final time. His life ended at the tender age of twenty-seven. Hero ran through the incident room, issued orders to his team about what he expected them to do in his absence, then bolted down the stairs to the car park. Good luck, Hero! The desk sergeant's voice followed Hero out the front door as he bounded down the steps. I'm going to need it, but not as much as fair, he mumbled as he pressed the button on his key fob to unlock the car. He had been expecting the call all morning, but nothing really prepared anyone for fatherhood. He toyed with the idea of placing the police light on the roof of his car and using his siren to make his trip to the hospital quicker. Then he decided he'd been in enough trouble over the years with his bosses, and he'd promised Faye he would mend his ways and settle down once the twins were born. Just as that time was arriving, he was already thinking of going against his word. He slid into the traffic at the junction and sat impatiently drumming his fingers while the vehicles moved as if they were part of a slow-motion movie.
Get a bloody move on, guys. My wife's in labour, for God's sake. When he finally arrived at the hospital, he gave a tenner to the parking attendant stationed in the little hut and asked him to keep an eye on his car. In the hospital, he followed the yellow line on the hallway floor that led to the maternity unit. Hero pushed open the door and rushed up to the young nurse on duty. My wife's in labour. Faye Nelson, where do I go? She smiled. If you'd like to come with me, sir. Hero followed the nurse down another corridor to a private room. Just as the nurse opened the door, Faye screamed out in pain. Nervously, Hero approached the side of the bed, shrugged awkwardly at the two nurses already in the room, and gripped Faye's hand. I'm here, love. Large beads of sweat glistened on his wife's forehead. Hero pulled out his linen handkerchief and wiped her brow. I'm glad you made it before the boogers come out, Faye joked as a contraction took hold.